0: Resorts, homes, and a newly built hospital have been washed away. No electricity, nothing whatsoever. We need to be
1: prepared for the future.
0: I'm just holding on for dear life here, this isn't fun. Pacific
1: prepared. Pacific prepared.
0: Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse.
2: What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it?
0: And make sure everyone's safety comes first what for dream? You must ready.
2: Clearing roads, restoring critical
0: infrastructure. Eventually I know it's gonna hit. It's only a matter of time. Helping your community. Helping your family.
3: Helping you. Pacific Prepared.
0: Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared.
4: Hello and welcome to Pacific Prepared. I'm Fred Hooper. We've got a great team of reporters who are on the ground chatting to you and the stories we bring you could help you, your family and your community prepare for natural disasters. The weather and how it affects you is already part of your life. So let's keep talking about being prepared. On today's show, we'll take you to a village in the Asawa Islands in Fiji that lives with the constant threat of coastal erosion. So before, like you can see the truck over there, that was where the
1: beach was. to the climate change, it's all washed away, you can see the...
4: These big rocks here, there's another little one here. Also, a researcher from New Zealand has been studying traditional Fijian houses. Could the original style of homes be a better option in the case of natural disasters?
3: Traditional Fijian house did not have any windows as well. Only doors. It's got small, tiny doors that... wooden doors that could be closed and will make it airtight from inside. That's all coming up. This is Pacific Prepared.
2: (music) People's lives have been affected by disaster. Know what to do. Know what to do.
0: Know what to do.
2: Clearing roads,
5: restoring critical infrastructure.
0: All the signs are coming, so we have to prepare. Be prepared.
2: Pacific prepared.
4: Right on the shoreline of a small village in Fiji, some kids are playing in a bright red kayak. It's sitting up on the grass... Four of them are sitting in the kayak and they're just laughing and playing. There's only a short distance until the grass bank disappears and then there's a large drop off, maybe five feet, straight to the beach, like a miniature cliff. And just behind where the kids are playing, only a few seconds walk are their homes. There's nothing unusual about this really. Actually, it looks like the perfect place to grow up and live except the community wasn't always this close to the ocean. The
1: tree and the boule, see another bure, homestay that's another one.
4: Oh, right. Oh, that, so
1: that was a homestay. Yeah, Yeah, that's what's a homestay. Yeah. plus this big tree right in front of us here. Yeah, okay.
4: So when, 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 when did this tree go? Uh, last year. Last year yeah. the tree goes. Yeah. This is one of the villages.
1: My name is Aparos Nasusu, and I'm from Nabutua village on the Nathul island of the group,
4: Fiji. Aparosa, how long have you lived in this village for now? Well, actually, more than 30 years. What sort of changes have you seen in terms of weather patterns and um, things that are happening around, uh, you know, like cyclones and floods and that kind of thing?
1: Well, what normally happens, like before when cyclones, before cyclones, before the cyclone, the village, like the beachfront and everything was really nice. Mm. All the coconut trees just by the shore. So during the cyclone, the cyclone comes through, a bit of a damage. But the worst
4: thing is the climate change. Yeah. How does it look to you when you look outside at the moment? We're right on the beach at the moment. Yeah. What does climate change look like to you?
1: Well, right, climate change, like to me, it, like, it's taken away all the nice sand, sandbars by the front of the village. All, like some coconut trees and even big trees, they've all been washed away due to the climate change. Like, before, before climate change, all these beaches was nice and beautiful, all those nice shady trees on it. But nowadays, half, nearly half of the village beachfront has been taken away by, like, the climate change.
0: Thank you.
4: What sort of things do you do or have you done in the, in the village since you've been here to, to try and help pre- um, prepare for disasters in the Pacific and in your village here?
1: Well, like, when Cyclone comes, we do have, like, a place to go and shelter, get sheltered like the school yeah. so by the time the cyclone warning comes everybody's supposed to be like in the school for sheltered so we just locked up all our houses everything keep it safe and then we leave our house and move to our shelter where it's been provided by the government yeah,
4: okay. yeah. and do you think everyone is pretty happy to uh, heed those warnings or take notice of what you Know yourself, like as a village elder, and what the village headman are telling people about getting ready for disasters? Are they happy to sort of accept that, or do they have their own ways of doing things and that's how they want to do it no matter what? Well,
1: what normally happens, everybody's happy to accept what's been told by like the village elders and even like the management of the village. So, whenever they said you have to move to your shelter to the proper shelter which is provided by the government. Every village is willing to leave the house and move to where it's been prepared by the government or by the village. Yeah.
4: What, is it, what is it like living in a, in a place that, that does seem so vulnerable? How do you feel about it uh, living here and having a family here too?
1: Well, living on a like, place like my village, I said it is paradise. see I would I wouldn't, I wouldn't rather live and I would rather live in the village compared to other parts like mainland or something. Island life is the most enjoyable life in the world. What do you love about it? Well, what normally happens, like, I do sea kayaking as a guy, So when tourists come up for a holiday to Fiji or even to my island, I always tell them, you choose the right decision. You make the right decision. Yeah. Because you get away from the mainland, all the seeds, all the, all the rush, 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 and everything like that. So when you come to the village, this is the real Fiji. See, you come to meet the people, taste, like, how they live, what do we do, what we eat. What like, what life is in the village compared to city life? Village life—that's that's a true Fiji life. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And how do you feel about your village at the moment? Like, is it is it quite healthy? Is it in terms of like the amount of people who live here? Do you feel like some people are moving back to the mainland?
1: Well, right at the moment, my village, my, like a lot of my, a lot of a lot of people of my village, are in the mainland at the moment. But right now, it is like very... There's nobody else like would like to leave the village apart from those doing working at the Melem. So that's why they leave the village. Otherwise, we all live in the village because I always tell these people, village is tax-free life. See, because when they ask me why, I tell them this is a true life. This is the way you should be. Like that's what we do in the village. Everything we do is like community works. We help each other. We look after each other. We support each other. Whatever comes across, all the guys
4: put their hands together, even the ladies. And do you worry about what might happen in the next five to ten years in terms of natural disasters here, if things continue the way that they are? That, are you worried that they might get worse and more people might have to move away or you might not be able to live here anymore?
1: Well, that's one of the that's one of the worst worries in my life, for, I mean, for me. next I don't know what, what's going to happen in the next five years, see? Even just five years? Yeah. yeah, the next five years. Like, right now, like last year, we can tell, like, the climate, what the climate change did to the front of our village, the beach, compared to right the time you are talking right now. We can, I, can ch- I can show you where, like, last year, see the tree by the beach there? Yeah. That's where the beach was. So this year, right in the corner,
4: just yeah. close to the door of the bore. Aparosa is from Navatua village in the Asawa Islands in Fiji.
3: The time to prepare is now, not right before an emergency.
0: No electricity, nothing whatsoever. You are listening to Pacific Prepared.
4: This is the Roko Tuiba, or village headman of Navatua village. He says he's constantly thinking about the erosion and how it might affect his community.
2: Okay, my name is Roko Tuiba. I'm the headman of uh, Nabutua village. In the nadula district, and there's our group of island, yeah.
4: We'd only be 10 metres from the beach, essentially, mm-hmm. but the beach, the, sh- the shore here, or the edge of the um, the land actually just drops away, and is that due to erosion, or...? Yeah, it's a erosion, yeah. yeah. How long has that been happening for? Ten years now. What sort of things have you been doing, or can you do anything to try and stop it or to slow it down?
2: Uh, we are trying uh, some of the things that we were told that it may be better for the erosion, yeah. but uh, we can because uh, maybe it's the, uh, what do you call this? Uh, the natural right. power, yeah, yeah. we can stop the... It's, it's too powerful yeah, for it's you, too yeah? powerful yeah. Uh, to stop it, okay. yeah.
4: And and, and today we're here and it's extremely windy outside. You wouldn't really know it being in here, but it's extremely windy outside. How do you cope when there's uh, high winds or storms or cyclones here?
2: Like the cyclone, we always uh, listen to the radio for the radio, for the weather broadcast. eh? But for the strong wind like this, uh, this is normally happened uh, maybe two days in a week or sometime. No strong wind in a week or for a month, yeah. Yeah, Maybe we we can say that uh, climate change, eh? Yeah. Mm.
4: So have you noticed things change over the time that you've lived in this village as well? Have you noticed the weather changing?
2: Yeah. A lot of weather changing. Like uh, before, uh, the rain, the rain season, eh? No, no, sorry, the cyclone season. It's from, uh, in Fiji, it's from... uh, uh uh, october to april i think yeah Yeah. but now nowadays now the thing change we the government what they told us because of the climate change we have to be prepared every month in a year because the thing is changing not like before yeah Yeah, yeah. Mm.
4: and just talk, talk me through what the process is in the village here if you know there's a cyclone or a storm coming what do you do as a village to try and prepare for that, to try and get ready?
2: Do, do you need to yeah. do things around the village to get ready? Uh, we have, have formed one committee for this uh, program, for the cyclone. Uh, when we have the radio, it's announcing the cyclone for maybe three days or two days to come. So the committee are get uh, active. So they try to move everybody in the village to our... Um, Evacuation center, okay. which is in the school, okay. yeah. So the whole village can the fit in village, there, yeah. yeah. have to move all there. Uh, we will find to look for the, for you know the oldies. We come and try to carry them, yeah, and prepare some food and all of that. Yeah. Co- during cyclone, everything must be in the evacuation center, and nobody allowed to going out. The food, the water, everything is in the yeah. evacuation center, yeah.
4: And do you feel like you get a bit of resistance sometimes from some residents who say, "Oh, I'm fine. Just leave me here. You know, we'll be okay." Does that happen too?
2: Yeah, that's happened. Yeah.
4: How do you kind of deal with that?
2: Um, The thing uh, we've been taught. uh, We have to ask them first one, second, for that didn't work, then we just can leave them there. Yeah. So once you ask them three times and they still want to stay, that's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah, that's the decision. Yeah. If anything is uh, maybe happen to them, that is not the committee's problem or the village headman. Yeah, it's for their own decision. Yeah. Mm.
4: And how about you personally? Do you feel a lot of responsibility as mm. the village headman mm. to um, to look after your people here? And mm. and do you, does it does it worry you sometimes too? Yeah, really worry.
2: Mm. Um, sometimes we. Uh, can be able to sleep before thinking, overthinking of them, eh? thinking, thinking, worried about them. uh. So we are trying our best to give them some help. eh?
4: One of the other villages, Terse, is thinking about the future and what that might look like for young people in the area.
0: Uh, my name is Terci Aniwad and I'm from uh, Naboto village in Nathal island in the Southrop. Uh, I'm uh, 40 years old now. So I you've been born in this village.
4: Wow, been here for a long time.
0: I was born here and I just went to the mainland for school and back in the village.
4: Now you've been here for 40 years now, so what sort of natural disasters have you seen happen to your village over that time in terms of probably cyclones are the most likely thing but do you remember some big storms and big cyclones here here when you've been here
0: uh like i was born here and i till now it was totally different from the time that have been when i was born because uh, mostly for the climate change and uh, like uh and we have a lot of uh, big trees on the beach, but now you can't see all the big trees; it's drifting away by the waves, yeah. and some of the houses too. Yeah. That all like we have all. When we were started we were starting with uh, three burrs for the homestay, but now it's only one left. So we have to build some more.
4: You know, what do you think will happen over the next five years in this village here, in terms of uh, what's happening now?
0: Uh, there's one thing that we are worrying about because of the waves it's definitely the weather, climate change that we are facing it and uh, we are looking forward if we can, uh, we are thinking of our children like uh, building houses this will move to the high ground because of the waves increase increased in most of the time and also the hurricanes, that's what we are looking for. Yeah. So we have to build uh, some more house on the inland.
4: Are you worried that you won't be able to live here at all though one day?
0: Yeah, I was looking forward to move to the Midland, yes, just because of the current self, the climate change, yeah. so I need to make my children to educate properly because of the climate change has uh, bring us a lot of change in our village, and mostly the life is so hard.
4: But you you want them to stay, you want your family to stay here though you don't want to move to the mainland
0: right uh, no because uh, because we have a lot of land to use it, like plant more food and rather move to the mainland it's make um, you have to spend a lot of money buying food and buy the electricity and the waters, so it's good to stay in the village.
4: Asavam is another local of the Navatua village. We're sitting inside a traditional Fijian house known as a bura. He explains what sort of changes in the weather that he's seen since living in the village.
5: Uh, my name is uh, Asavam Bari. Uh, I'm from this uh, village, Nabotua. So
4: you've been here for about ten years now. How have you th- seen things change in the time that you've been back here?
5: Oh, it's very. It's a big change. It's a big change. The shoreline is now coming more further inland. Before the shoreline was uh, out, uh, nearly further out. And the shoreline has come near, so it affects the village. And the risk is for the village where to move. And uh, the village area is very narrow. So it's very risky for us. Yeah, by the next ten years,
4: are there things that you can do as a village to try and to try and stop that erosion happening here?
5: Oh, there's a, a workshop has been done here before, and they were using the mangi mangi, the traditional coconut uh, husk to weave and put it on a shoreline. Okay, like, like a net. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it was done in the village uh, down in Nadula but uh, just a uh, uh, workshop was there and they used that uh, coconut husk called the mangi mangi to prevent the erosion and it was uh, very successful in the village but we never did it here because uh, here, we don't have a person to weave a coconut husk. Uh-huh, right. How do you feel about living in a, a place like this that
4: is so vulnerable to disasters, I suppose, uh, particularly cyclones?
5: Yeah, here in, uh, during the cyclone season, we are very alert. We'll be very alert. We'll be using a telephone, radio, to collect the weather weather condition yeah. in every day, and uh, but the cyclone, nobody will stay at their home. They will all move to the vacation center, yeah. and the evacuation center is a school. So it's very risky for a person to stay in his home or a lady to stay in her home during the cyclone. And it's very risky in the village because it's uh, right on the front of the wind. And most of the cyclone came from the this uh, East wind. Are you worried about what might happen to this village in the next
4: five years or even where we're sitting at the moment in a house? Yeah. Are you worried that this might not be here?
5: Yeah. I'm worried. It's very... Every time I came here and I'm still worrying if uh, for the next five years. The erosion for just uh, four years, maybe four years. And it's very, quite a big area, erosion. So for the next five years, I think the second layer of the line of the house will be gone. So we are focusing for to fund the the seawall what to prevent the erosion because the village area like I said before, the village area is very narrow and uh, we are very we are very what do you call we are very vulnerable yeah standing on the edge of the drop off
4: to the beach, the mini cliff I was talking about. Aparosi, who we met earlier, explains that there could be a time when they can no longer live in this place that they love. So five years' time, I mean, if we look around, where could it be to? Well, it could be like maybe past this bourree. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit frightening, isn't it? It is, it is. Disaster
2: is part of our life, and recovering is also part of our
0: life. As you see, they're smiling despite the devastation That's how
2: we are. You are listening to Pacific Prepare.
4: If you're hearing this, you're obviously interested in the Pacific, which is why I wanted to let you know about ABC Pacific website. You can listen back to anything you hear on the program, and it's just a good way for you to connect with us. You can share information with us. Maybe you've got something you're working on in the disaster preparedness space, or maybe you've got some feedback for us. There's also a heap of links on there that you might be interested in, Pacific Beat for all your news and current affairs in the Pacific. And for all the latest sports news, we've got Can You Be More Pacific? The easiest way to get in touch is to search for ABC Pacific and then scroll down to the Connect With Us section. There's lots of ways to get in touch there.
1: We need to be prepared for the future. Helping you stay safe.
2: We have built a seawall two times, but you did no good. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it?
0: Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. Pacific prepared. Pacific prepared.
4: Pacific Prepared.
0: Pacific Prepared.
4: What can we learn from the past when it comes to housing? That's what one researcher from Massey University in New Zealand has been trying to figure out recently. Dr Mohamed El-Kabautli from Massey University in New Zealand has been looking closely at the brua, a traditional style of Fijian house, and he spoke with ABC Radio Australia's Pacific Beat recently. He says there's a few key qualities that simply make them stronger than the more modern-style houses.
3: The roofs need to be hip roofs with very small eaves, no overhangs, short walls, no openings or very small openings with opening protections, Elevated foundations to protect against flash floods, as well as strong foundations, also recommended, and lashed connections. All the connections needs to have the um, cyclone straps or hurricane straps. So those were the internationally accepted or recommended features. So when I visited the village and did the observation, amazingly, I found that those traditional houses has got almost, I would say almost, not all, but almost all the features. In terms of the roofs, I found it hip roofs. In terms of the lashings or the hurricane straps, they didn't have the hurricane straps, but they got lashings with ropes, uh, which is a natural rope they use, so all the connections were lashed. Eaves, naturally they had very small eaves, which was only the thickness of the thatches, no overhangs whatsoever. They didn't have any overhangs. The walls of the houses were very short, very very recommendations, and the traditional Fijian house did not have any windows as well, only doors. It's got small, tiny doors that wooden doors could be closed and will make it airtight from inside. And the last thing was the elevated foundations, which most of the houses are built into on top of an elevated foundation, uh, which made it... Stronger features I found in the traditionals that resembles the feature the recommended features for the cyclone resistant houses.
0: Mm, so that means buri are safer than some of the more modern buildings. So what are your recommendations? Do you suggest that people build more traditional style buri's, or do you recommend that they use some of those measures to incorporate into? other types of houses.
3: Okay, I will start by a quote that I had from one of the uh, elders in the village community. When I asked about the buri, is the buri safer than the normal or the uh, contemporary house? And this was the quote that he told me that the bure will not kill you during a cyclone, but it will give you time to look after yourself. I'm not claiming that the buri is going to survive, or, but it will perform better than other houses, for sure. And the effect on humans is not hazard like other uh, houses. Because if we have a house with corrugated roofings, corrugated roofs during cyclone, this is a lethal weapon. So this might, you know, all the flying debris are hazardous. And there was a lot of incidents that those flying debris actually affects the the populations. So my suggestions would be, but if we are going in nowadays to build houses, at least we need to learn from our traditions and from the traditional buildings not to ignore everything. So we can learn all the features I just mentioned and we can implement it in the new houses we are constructing. So this is number one. How would that work? How would that look like? as we speak the people are building modern houses in the villages so they are building and there is no single design that they follow so everyone can build anything anyone can build anything but if you look at those houses because i've been to those communities they are not cyclone resistant at all at all okay even they look modern but Let's say, if we go in this direction, if you are going to build a modern house anyway, so at least follow those features. If you're gonna build a roof, make it a hip roof on, in a steep angle. Please do not put any verandas or overhangs. If you're gonna have a, an eave, make it not bigger, not larger than 30 centimeters. Do not make large windows because this if breaks, it's gonna break your house.
4: Dr. Mohammed el from Massey University in New Zealand, speaking with ABC Radio Australia's Pacific Beat recently.
3: I'm just
0: holding on for dear life here. For women, it's always safety first. They are the first responder. You're listening to Pacific Prepared.
4: Pacific Prepared is supported by the Pacific Media Assistance Scheme with funding from the Australian Government's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Any views expressed do not necessarily represent those of PACMAS or the Australian Government. It's produced and distributed in partnership with Radio Australia and networks across the Pacific, including Radio New Zealand Pacific, NBC, Papua New Guinea, Palau Wave Radio, Capital FM, 107 Vanuatu, FBC, Fiji, Samoa National Radio, 2AP, SIBC, Solomon Islands Broadcasting Corporation, and TBC Tonga If your organisation is working in disaster preparedness or resilience keep us informed so that we can keep everybody informed Maybe you've got a story idea a personal experience to share or a topic to cover or maybe someone we should meet The easiest way to get in touch is to search for Pacific Prepared and then scroll down to the Connect With Us section My name's Fred Hooper. Please share any information that you've learned today and stay safe. This has been Pacific Prepared.